Well, welcome to another Inbound After Hours, Andrew. Hi, you alright? Yeah, not too bad. How have you been? Good, yeah, all good. Uh, just plodding along, cracking on. Good. Um, yeah, how about you? Yeah, all good. Can't complain. It's been good to, uh, for those listening on the audio version of this, will notice seeing the other podcasts going out in the network. Got five or six now, which is great. And we're some just bangers, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, we're just one of one of many now, which is nice. Yeah, definitely. There's some really good ones. Um, so yeah, no, it's all good. We good need different. to keep keep up the pace, really. Yeah, it's good different perspectives on the inbound world, isn't it? Your content, projects, HR, but all that sort of like inbound context. Definitely quite interesting. Yeah. So yeah. What we're we talking about today then? Back to back to inbound marketing today. <laughs> so. Yes, we've been around this game a while, so we wanted to go through our common or top or really obvious pitfalls that people fall into with inbound marketing and just narrow it down to a top two or three that we come across and see quite regularly. Yeah, I thought what was interesting about this one was not just the obvious stuff that can go wrong, but it's probably the stuff you are told to do and is is actually right in at a time. It's like the tactics that everyone tells you to do can actually turn into a bad thing eventually. Yeah. And that's kind of, some of these are kind of focused around that where it's probably going to be quite annoying listening because I'm sure on another podcast <laughs> we've said do this stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of, I was reflecting the other week around some of this stuff where tactically over time, a lot of these things can become old very quickly. Um so I guess we wanted to go through them and, yeah. and kind of share what we think those are. Yeah, that sounds good. I think um, I read a really good blog or something on this. It's that curse of best practice. Like there's so many best practice things out there. If you do all of the best practice things, you end up being generic. It's not mm. saying that things are wrong, but it's choosing which ones to do and when to do them and how to do them. And the best practice are often the safest yeah. tactic or the least risky a lot of the time hence best but it usually is safest as well yeah and well we'll get into it i suppose i was gonna say that leads nicely into the first <laughs> one doesn't it around what content you produce mm. so yeah this is one i've been thinking about a lot lately and i think with inbound because of its nature of being super educational and trying to cover all bases from a topic perspective and be like a topic authority and it being a new methodology to your organization i think a lot of marketers rightfully so kind of start at the start and they go with what's my what's my organizational topic you know all right well what is that thing i'm going to do 101 of inbound marketing or whatever i do you know manufacturing analytics let's say yeah. and i'm going to say what is it how do, I, how do you do it? What tools do I use? And run through how, what and why of it. Great. That's your campaign. But then I think you can keep going with that thread and keep pulling at it. And then like, well, what is it in this way? And what is it in that way? And you start chopping it up way too fine. Um, not really saying anything new, but it's kind of this beginner level content, which I do, I genuinely think it's quite a risk with inbound marketing where the keyword volumes may tell you to write that stuff or your it might actually look good to be doing a bit of a glossary around that. And, and absolutely, that's kind of the right thing to do at the start and cover your bases. But 
absolutely everybody is the is the lowest bar for content that you can that you can have like you can't get is, it wrong can you what, yeah like, what yeah. is keyword yeah like, that's just number one stop one and so everyone else is going to be doing that stuff it's totally saturated in any sector that you know as long as you're not the only person creating content in your uh, sector but it's very quickly saturated very hard to say anything interesting um or new and you because you spend all your time doing that stuff on that bit of a hamster wheel of this beginner content, you're never really going in depth on a topic. You're never really able to show expertise or go to like an advanced like level. And because of that, that's kind of where your authority comes from and the brand, your tone of voice, like your personality, like you, you can't, when it's shallow content, you really can't address that stuff. So it's so hard because there is a time where you should write that entry level stuff. If you've never, yeah. if you don't have any of that on your website, like go for it. And if no one else is writing that stuff, great. But I just think that's definitely one pitfall that I presume I would, you know, put money on pretty much everyone that's done inbound marketing yeah. probably written that stuff and maybe writing too much of that stuff. So it's easy to see how people get there, isn't it? Like you say, the best practice of, okay, you're going to cover a topic. So, cover it properly start at the beginning do the what and why and whatever you'll then read some of the says go with the keyword research and probably what is x is going to be the highest searched volume so it's easy to see how people go down that road i guess for people to maybe listen to this and be persuaded to go another way is have a look what's been done on that already and really challenge yourself to say that look if 10 people have done this are you actually going to do it 10 times better than someone else has? If you're not, pick another battle, do yeah. do something else. If someone's already done, like for us, what is inbound? HubSpot's probably done an amazing job. Can we do any better? Probably not. So it's mm-hmm. probably not us worth writing a blog post next week about what is, is inbound marketing. Um, and then the other one is from a strategic perspective. I always say to the strategist here, start the other side, start at the bottom of the funnel. Because... And maybe this doesn't, it probably is equally as applicable in-house, but from an agency perspective, you've got to prove ROI and you've got to prove it quite quickly. Probably in-house, the pressure's the same, I guess. So the bottom of the funnel is where the quicker ROI comes from. So if, you've, if you're have already getting traffic and you do a content audit and you think we've not got anything at any of the stages of the buyer's journey, start with the decision phase because that's going to flip the traffic you've got now through to SQLs, those SQLs are going to close the quickest. Yep. So if you can't start with a complete blank canvas, start at the, actually I'd start at the reverse, I'd start at the bottom of the funnel. Yeah, you know, the, and that would direct your, like the content piece you create or the conversion, like lead magnet or whatever, but equally have a bit of liberty to do a technical deep dive on a product that only your customers know about and or, your, or SQLs are aware of and in email that out in your first campaign and like you say, harvest those people that are there it's a tiny percentage of your market obviously and that's why you're doing inbound but don't forget that when you start creating content there is people close to to close that you could actually buy yourself a bit of time and 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 sort of push out that timeline for the other results to come through um what i was going to say actually before you before you mentioned that was also on this point around the thin content um, or beginner level stuff is it's, it's typically you fall into the pitfall of it being quite keyword driven or on those like low end search volumes and we'll get on to that I guess in the next point but not to forget um, 
you're looking at what your competitors are doing and, and you don't the only that's not your only route for distribution for this content you know yeah. you've got social you've got email you've got your own website so don't just go to what the data says from a search perspective every time um that's absolutely a huge part of this and over time that will be where you win but if you're seeing gaps and going oh yeah but there's not a keyword for it but no one else has written about this and i know my persona i know my organization i know what customers are asking about like get that in front of people and yeah. again it, it's you might not be able to justify it before you write it with some search volume or a competitor's written exactly the same thing and we need to beat them but just have a bit of conviction and, and confidence and get buy-in around a gap i think there's, there's that stat that flies around like 20% of all Google searches were only searched today for the first time ever. Like yeah. it's always like keyword research only gets you so far. And then you get into like brand positioning and brand messaging and not worrying too much about search volumes all the time. That's probably a different podcast, but it, it kind of is not forgetting like, again, best practices, do your keyword research, come up with your title, brief, da, 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 like this cookie cutter, like reliable process is not the be all and end all either. So think outside of that and and probably have a blend of both to then give you that depth because um, the ones that tend to do again just thinking strategically isn't it but the ones that have no keyword volume behind them are the ones that tend to do best on some of the other channels email yeah. and social in particular like if i was to say hubspot released opsub last month we should be doing a video or a, a blog or whatever it is about what is the opsub if i went in now and searched for the keyword volume there'd be none yeah but I know our personas are talking about it, so it do really well on yeah, social and email. Like, like human, like use your brain. Yeah, <laughs> Not, it's like don't. It's like following sat nav into a lake, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, but that's what it said. So just ignore that for a moment and just look around what's going on. Yeah. Speak to your team. There's a huge thing going on that happened yesterday. Yeah. Like, let's get something out and be reactive. So yeah, yeah, that would help again, give you that depth and avoid that. Um. So yeah, what's the other one that we were mentioning? Um, my trusty whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, I guess the next one was kind of going with the inbound playbook and trying to do everything. Hmm. And by trying to do everything, unless you have huge budget, huge team, you're probably not going to do everything justice. And you see this particularly with things like social. Okay, playbook says be on... Be on LinkedIn, be on Twitter, be on Facebook, be on, I don't know, another half a dozen channels these days. Yeah. I imagine, do you need to be? Mm. Like, actually question, do I need to be? Would I be better if I actually picked one that my persona's really in and really invested in? Um, and she's doing an amazing job of it. So mm. all your content formats are spot on for it. Uh, you're using the most up-to-date ways of uh, communicating through that channel and you're really doing it justice rather than I've got one post... I'm going to share it on seven channels just because. Yeah, no, I, I think that comes back channels. to uh, the confidence thing again is stuff could get mediocre results on all channels and not necessarily underperform, but you you sort of blocking yourself from really excelling on Instagram if that's a channel for you because you're busy doing Twitter stuff as well um, or whatever LinkedIn's the place to be, but you're doing fine on it, but you could do 10 times better if you just stop doing Facebook and put all the time and effort into that one channel. Um, it's, yeah, I think, like you say, you've got automation tools like HubSpot that can do it all in a click of a finger and that kind of might make you think you're not losing out because it's easy to just, you know, duplicate and post out on every channel. 
but it's more that creativity and strategic thought around you just come in and do a bit of everything every day forever you're not really getting to the the point of being a marketer or performance marketing which is looking at what's working and doing more and and moving in a certain direction you just sort of like you know the production factory just continues and you keep putting stuff out and you just end up like getting mediocre results don't you yeah get mediocre results across a lot of things which kind of gets you somewhere but maybe doesn't get you well it's the worst thing isn't it it's like you don't do badly enough for someone to spot it and go this is crap like what's going on yeah or even you your internal monologues like everything's okay everything's green but yeah you look back (laughs) three years later and you've not really moved the needle from where you started you've just been like genuine generally plodding along it's kind of you don't really want if you want to progress in your career or like you want to hit some like bigger goals um so that's definitely a pitfall i think um it's kind of that spoiled by choice on spoiled by the tools ability to quickly do stuff yeah. um, automation is great and you can make your life very easy but it doesn't mean it's going to make your results good yeah because you can doesn't mean you should exactly yeah it's exactly coming back to and that's that's hard that's a hard thing as a starting out with inbound even starting out with social marketing as, a, as an in-house like if you've not really done it before you probably are going to take a while to make those calls so not it's not like one month oh, yeah. in you're like right we're jumping all in on tiktok like forget everything else <laughs> But over time, you should probably give yourself some personal milestones just to have a, if you're just a a one-man band, like after a quarter or whatever, just have a proper think and just knock one off and see if it actually impacts the the bigger numbers or just have a play around with it. But uh, definitely worth building in that internal like check um, with any of this stuff. I guess you've, you've got to cover the baseline of having something at each stage of the methodology you've got to have something that attracts people you've got to have something that converts people you've got mm. to so you, you need to make sure that you're not narrowing your options down by the stages of the methodology but where i see this happen a lot is take the attract stage it's like okay i'm going to do all my social channels i'm going to do seo i'm going to do ppc i'm going to do ppc on five channels i'm going to do that's the stage really where it gets bloated is there's all these ways i can amplify and talk to people that's the one where you really need to have a look at and review and niche down what's effective. Most companies can do really, really well and massively grow with two or three of those channels. Mm. If you get, if you nail your SEO, nail one social channel and do one in PPC really well, actually you don't need to do some of that other stuff because you can be masters of that. Mm. And I think again, having com- confidence is the big one, isn't it? And I guess you can get that in this context from two places knowing your persona so just being really sure like my people are there and that's where i'm gonna win the other one which you hear a lot of people saying now with particularly where how saturated inbound and digital marketing is is look at what your competitors are doing and pick your battles if you're in a hugely competitive niche and someone over there is absolutely clean up on youtube someone over there is absolutely cleaning up on linkedin have a look at what what they're not doing mm. And try and say, right, our, we're going to go and carve that niche out for us and we're going to dominate there because we don't have the time, effort, resources to dominate on YouTube like they are. But we can do Twitter amazing yeah. and they don't have the time to be as personalised and responsive as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... It's a good one. Like when you mentioned personas there, I think that's that's a huge thing. Obviously, the persona has to be useful and properly researched and yeah. not just 
a quick one pager. Um, you know, modern persona. I think the view on modern personas is is I'd say middling, if not a bit negative these days. Like I think yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there around how they're not as useful unless you do X, Y, and Z. And it's another podcast entirely, but like actually speaking to customers and, and genuinely doing that regularly and keeping them up to date. Once you've got that and you're happy with it and it, it does, it's a practical document, that should be the driving force behind the decisions you make, not keyword volumes, competitor analysis on Hootsuite or whatever, yeah. some other tool that's giving you this like drive to do more or do all these other 10 things like go back to basics, go back to your customer. I mean, that's super obvious advice in marketing, but it's true, you know, and that should hopefully keep you on the straight and narrow and stop you feeling the need to spin 20 plates and just focus on what's in front of you. Um, That's a big point on the persona research though. Maybe how a lot of people end up doing a lot of these things is not putting enough time and effort into really question and interview persona. So, keep on this social one while we're on this thread it's probably super easy got my persona template my target and a cfo i've got some tick boxes about what social channels are on pretty easy to say they're on everything because everyone is kind of on everything but that's the easy answer in it they'll mm. tick them all so we'll do them all but actually if you spoke on the phone with 10 cfos you'd get a pretty laser answer on okay yeah they're on instagram but yeah, it's just to my kids have got it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually doing stuff on, I know LinkedIn's the obvious answer to that, but it, yeah. it may not be the case. But it's having those actual conversations with people to figure it's, it out. That's hard. That's not like getting a good persona together is actually really hard. Yeah. And sorry, like everyone it is. <laughs> yeah. And that's what puts people off. And that's why you want to cut corners and just get an answer that isn't wrong. Like you say, they're on everything. Of course they are. Everyone's on everything. But where do they actually listen? What do they engage with? Where do they, what do they care about? What what do they spend time actually on? Like it might just be mainly podcasts and they're not bothered about LinkedIn, right? Okay. Again, it, you're never going to get a perfect answer, but the more and more people you speak to, the more rounded and, and broader, uh, sorry, like averaged out those responses are going to be. And you're just going to get closer and closer to a truth and, and something that's realistic. Um, but yeah, personas are a whole other ball game. I note they? that. I think that'd be a good next podcast is how to do an actually useful persona. I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> go a, through, yeah, go through our process because yeah. it's yeah, it's hard I, work and it's yeah, but a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, catch twenty two really HubSpot make it so easy on their website, like buildapersona.com. Yeah. And you, you type in about three things, and it just spits out this it's cool got a nice little graphic, graphic on it, and, and that's brilliant for HubSpot for lead gen but really bad for us as an agency who like want to do something yeah, people say I've got personas yeah because I did it on the HubSpot website well yeah let's just change let's do personas now this podcast is yeah, yeah. diverting but, but no you're right because yeah. that's where the bad practices come from it, a lot of this yeah, it's so hard. like a lot of the stuff you want it to keep it simple the ideal persona one pager everything on there you know but you, there's so much behind that to get yeah. for one pager like loads of other documentation recordings meetings and time and effort and thinking so yeah we'll do that we'll yeah. go through that and explain how to do it properly yeah um anyway cool to where we were <laughs> so we've done trying to do everything please everyone run all the channels do everything we've done picking the sort of obvious beginner sort of types of content all of that sort of stuff so the last one then is 
content types. Probably Slash. with a bit of a personal vendetta against ebooks, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it, it's definitely content types, but brackets, campaign yeah. ideas. You like to say it's that. So, yeah, no one will be like unfamiliar with the fact that I have a thing against ebooks at the moment. <laughs> um, so much so, we've got a bit of a bang going on at our agency. Um, but. Yeah, so kind of going back to the first topic we meant, but like taking it on a bit further is around campaign ideas with inbound marketing. Again, go back five, seven years and yeah, do do 10x content, do the ultimate guide to your sector, 30 page ebook, everything you need to know. We'll pull out chapters as blogs. It's going to be amazing. Video's not here yet. We don't need to worry about that. And you just create this huge PDF full of value and it may well be and then you blast it out on email social whatever and people download it you know you know the rest fine and I actually think there's absolutely a place for those sorts of documents if you're yeah. a, in a in a weird sector or your audience are newcomers or it's a new methodology for them absolutely like probably not 30 pages but there's yeah. a place for those sorts of documents but I think one of the pitfalls is going, hey, I can connect the dots on this tool that I've got called HubSpot, this methodology called Inbound, and all this content I'm being told to write. I can really easily connect the dots there by writing a blog, creating a landing page with a thing behind it, form, workflow, report, I get leads out at the end, I've got something to tell my boss, and that sort of gets sort of etched into your brain as what an inbound campaign yeah. is. And there's a million blogs out there that say that's an amazing idea and here's how to do it in a different way and all that. So the point being is don't just keep reiterating the same. Not that doing it's bad. No. It's that if you do it for every campaign you've got. I think 30 page ebook is bad personally. <laughs> yeah. But doing it, doing it once or twice for specific reasons, yeah. But then I think people obsess over that structure just fill in the blanks of what the title of the ebook is, the titles of the blogs, and but it's exactly the same structure every time. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge misstep that you get into a false sense of security because you always get people downloading your stuff and you think this is the best I can I can get. Yeah. <laughs> so not only flip the content type to be something completely different, interactive or <clears throat> something video based or a totally different format um, ungated gated yeah play around with that too and, and do different things but um, yeah just not not necessarily going down that replicated thing every time and try and um, just yeah the downloads might not be what you need to create for that campaign you might just need to do something different yeah. totally but yeah I think uh, I think that's definitely one that I'm, I'm, I see and I try and stamp out <laughs> It's easy if you, again, retrace people's steps now they get there. Like, I'm pretty certain if you went and did the inbound marketing cert on HubSpot today, it would tell you to make a download or do an e-book as part of your campaign. And yeah. like I say, it's not necessarily that that's bad advice. It's a good thing to do. It's just you can't do it every quarter for five years. Like, no. you've got a, it's got its time and it's got its place. I think on specifically on the content format type, like we've analyze this and ebooks are the worst perform like performing and it's i've always put it in my shoes 
I don't want. I can't think of anything I want an ebook for. The ebook's yeah. not the answer to anything I need. Really, no. I can't. I can't think of anything. Like usually, I want an answer to something that isn't hidden within thirty pages. Normally, I want like to know I'm doing the right thing. I want to learn how to do it. Whatever my thing is, an ebook's not the answer. So, if I want mm. to learn how to do something. I want to go to a video library. If I want to know doing the right things. I want a checklist or something. If I want to execute on something, I want like a spreadsheet or a template. Like the so, no matter what the question is, there's a better format than an ebook. I'd argue for yeah. for everything. And all that sort of perceived value that you may well pack into these documents. Like there's so many other ways you can use that before that conversion point. Like yeah. if you have to, if you're dead set on sharing data and findings and cool like nuggets of information, like just get that out on social like put it on your website, like put it in a blog or whatever. And I think that, yeah, it's just looking at the ebook thing as that's a, that is a solution for a very specific problem, which may be one campaign, but it cannot be the specific answer for every campaign mm. and every problem. So you have to go through the process of finding out, Ricky wants to figure this out. What's the best way we can get that in front of him that will a pique his interest initially anyway with something else but eventually get to that point and be the right sort of format for him yeah that's a video right we'll do it as a video and yeah we can get a turnstile through vidyard or we can worry about all that stuff later but try and just go that route first and then figure out how feasible that is and have we got budget to answer that question in the best way yeah and like you say work your way back like the ideal format can we afford that no right what's the next nearest thing we can do and and work your way up to it um but yeah that again it's coming back to confidence because it's so easy for me to say yeah don't do an ebook do a video but like you're sat there thinking well i'm designing these ebooks myself in canva and i haven't got any time it's easy to get buy for and people and know what you're talking yeah, about people and they saw it last campaign they yeah. liked it, i can get this signed off like yeah. and that is unfortunately the challenge of this whole game isn't it like when you get into those cycles, whether it's us with clients or you're in house with your uh, manager or whatever, or whoever you're working with, it's trying to educate people and, and help them understand this as well so that they're not looking for an ebook every time or asking, why haven't we got an yeah. ebook? Like, are we not doing it? It could be the same for anything. Are we doing another video this, yeah. this quarter? Like, well, no, because we did that and now we need to try this format or they complement each other. You just got to have those like, canned responses to, yeah. to to educate everyone around you which is the the bane of life for a marketer isn't it everyone thinks they know better unfortunately so you do have to have that up your sleeve but i think all of these things we sort of collectively brought into this topic of confidence and kind of not just confidence in your decisions and and, and presenting them but confidence in your own research and your own prep and, and encouraging your convictions so to speak around this is my persona and I've spent the time three months ago building this sort of thing. So I'm going to rely on that. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on and, and hypothesize against it and try and disprove it or whatever and actually do the, the work to, to get through that and, and make sure I'm using it properly. That's, yeah. that is the challenge, isn't it? Which I think it is. summarizes everything really. Yeah. It comes down to confidence and research. I think Gary V has a good saying of do what I do and not what I say, which when you look at, Everyone would probably say HubSpot are the masters of inbound marketing, the ones that get the most traffic and have done it the longest time or whatever. 
you go on there, they're not chucking out ebooks every month. Like that, they're well past those days mm. now. You go and look at the content they're producing. We've had people talk our hugs multiple times who have all referenced their best lead gen things, and none of them are ebooks. The tools, it's the make my persona thing, it's the grade my website thing, it's spreadsheets, Assessment it's template quizzes. packs, and all these sorts of things. They're not, they're not ebooks and so i think having a good to build up your confidence yeah there's looking at competitors there's looking at your own analysis of your own results and making your own conclusions there's knowing your target market but then it's just knowing what's happening out there in the inbound world and what other people who are amazing at this doing mm. and keeping you to the ground is whoops but i haven't produced an ebook for two and a half years like there's something going on here yeah and they have enough data to know whether that's right or wrong and if it was driving leads they'd knock one out a day we know or they would. <laughs> but you know you know unfortunately with us what they probably got ebooks that are driving enough leads and that's exactly the same for for, for anyone running this like yeah if you do have something that's successful great you you need your reaction is probably to iterate that do and do that it again. forever because <laughs> you're just going to get more and more leads yeah. but there is a ceiling to that so hey move on and do something else and and keep that ticking over and keep it optimized great but yeah that you've got to look around what's going on and not bury your head in the sand just because it worked yeah. 12 months ago cool that's pretty much it i think yeah i like that episode i sort think they are big pitfalls that... tried not to rant too much but yeah um, <laughs> but we did we did yeah well, you know maybe that's the new vibe for this podcast we need so. to stand out right. now with all these other ones but i, I agree i think <laughs> This is definitely, I, I do see this happening. I see people, um, you know, coming across this and is, you know, I've been there as a marketer in my career of trying to do the same thing over and over and ho- hoping that it works as well as it did last time. But there comes a time where you've got to yeah. step away from that. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully. people bit can of confidence to try something new in everyone's mm. next campaigns. Absolutely. Awesome. So right, next yeah. time we're committed to doing personas. How to get a useful down. persona. Oh, tear down some personas. None I wonder if someone could send some in. And <laughs> we could look Please at do. That'd, That'd be amazing. Good. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do personas um, and see how that goes. Yeah. Awesome. Great episode. Cheers awesome. for that. Enjoyed it. Nice one. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye.